1: This is Inside Purple and Gold.
0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani. That guy on the other side, that's Tom Schreier, as always. And here we are, December 24th, Christmas Eve, talking about a one-score Vikings game, Tom. Um, Greg Joseph nails a 61-yard field goal. As time expires, Vikings win 27-24 because of course they win that way. Um, it, it's just it's every week now, and, and honestly we we should expect it.
1: Yeah, I was um so when the Vikings went up 24-16, um, someone in the press box turned to me and said, Why wouldn't you go for two there? And I said, Well, out of principle, the Vikings can't potentially win a game by more than one score, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like there's no I mean, actually they probably should have because You, if you go for two, there it puts that out of reach, right? Mm -hmm. And if you don't, the Giants probably kick a field goal. I guess you leave yourself vulnerable to the two point attempt. But, like, um, not that that's like a really crucial part of this game, but I was just like, this is you know, I what I wrote, and we may tinker with the title, but it's something along the lines of like the Vikings ruined the Christmas miracle. Like, if this was a normal team in a normal year and this was their 11th, you know, victory without, you know, by one. One score, you go, wait, Greg Joseph hit a 61-yard field goal. You know, like, it, it maybe overcame some early adversity. Even the mm-hmm. fact that the Giants had momentum. Like, the Giants tied it up and converted it to, you know. So, like, the Vikings have just screwed with beyond the records they're setting, and we can get into some of that stuff. They've just screwed with, like, football. I They've, like, broken football in the weirdest way possible.
0: Right. Like, a 61-yard field goal, which is a franchise record. <laughs> yes. franchise record by five yards. Greg Joseph also sets a career re- long record by five yards. Cause I, I believe he matched the franchise record. That feels like old hat because of what the Vikings have done time and time again this year. You think about the Buffalo game, which I think all of us still agree regardless of last week's comeback, the yeah. Buffalo game was a better game yeah. and it was a crazier game. And then obviously last week's comeback. And then we get to, to this game and, and you're right, Tom, like, Any other season, I think people would be heading into Christmas Day tomorrow, riding a high of like, holy crap, what a game. I can't believe they did it again. They they did that. Uh, But now people are just saying, well, yeah, this of course, that's how it happened. But to your point earlier, I mean, the the one score game thing that's now 11 and all in one score Mm -hmm. games. Mm -hmm. I I still don't know how sustainable it is. But (laughs) yeah. Honestly, it, it might not matter at this point because here we are heading into week 17 next week against Green Bay and then week 18 yeah. and then the playoffs. And Kirk Cousins has said it, uh, you know, a bunch of times this season. Harrison Smith has said it a bunch of times this season. Playoff games are inherently close. Yeah. So if if they're getting battle tested in these scenarios and regardless of how sustainable mm-hmm. it feels – like the playoffs are going to be close and the Vikings are going to be ready for that.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a few ways to look at it. First of all, you can tell like the NFC East teams that are kind of built with that front, front four and stuff. I guess have a little trouble with that. You know what I mean? And it's gotten mm-hmm. better. I mean, I think it'd be interesting if they play Washington the first time, like what that would look like here when they're not playing crabgrass. And it's like, you know, they, they figure out some protection stuff, but um, yeah, it's really hard to tell because they have a fourth place schedule. You know what I mean? So like, right. Remember when we were going through it and you were like, they can't win 13 games, so we're gonna have to figure <laughs> out, you know. But, um, you know, one way I thought about it because you can look at it positive, negative, right? The negative is you're like playing down to the competition essentially in some of these games. Um, negatively, too, you could go, This Green Bay game matters from like an emotional standpoint, it just does because like it can yes. come first full circle. You, the Packers broke the Vikings last year, this time, the Vikings can break the Packers by, by. Winning, but ideally, I guess, blowing them out, you know, but I'm looking now like the, um, you know, they're in the playoffs and you think about how Justin Jefferson, how the season ended last year, where meaningless game week 18 against the Bears Zimmer plays everybody doesn't really give Jefferson a chance to to, mm-hmm. to complete the record. And that was kind of the takeaway, right? Zimmer went out on his own terms. Jefferson kind of goes out being like, man, what the hell, you know? Right, right. And I think, um, you know, he was gracious about it, but he couldn't have been excited. This time I looked up on the jumbotron because I think he was only like 10 yards away. And it flashed real quick. It was like, "Hey, congrats to Justin Jefferson on breaking Randy Moss's record." This is another. This is like the weird world we live in, right? It's like, is like everyone missed it because it was like in the middle of a play sequence, and it was kind of. It was, I think, it was like a twenty-three yard reception with like yeah, yeah. seven minutes ago or something. And like they did on the jumbotron, flash it to Jefferson and kind of in kind of dull moments, and we like, "Hey, he broke the record." Hey, he broke the record. But when th- this is like the paradigm shift, right? Is is now it's. Last year, it's man that that's a bummer. Zimmer's probably gone. Justin Jefferson don't leave right now. it's like could he break Calvin Johnson's record? He beat uh, Moss's record with fifteen games, right? So it's not, you know it's not the caveat with with seventeen. And like, could he eclipse two thousand? That's still a little out of reach, but he could do it. Um, so something has changed dramatically, of course, but it's like we just don't know how dramatically that is because this team can't put anyone away. So I don't know, things that are really, Abnormal are becoming normal because the Vikings are such a weird team. Absolutely, Tom. You were there today. I mean, you
0: obviously referenced yeah. the, the conversation in in the press box about like they should go for two here yeah, or yeah, yeah. should they not? No, they have to keep it a one score game. But like as you're watching that game unfold, like yeah. uh, how did you digest it? Because I'm watching the game and I'm thinking like they're in control. They're in control. Holy shit, the game is tied. Like it's just yeah, like yeah, it never yeah, felt yeah. like. They were in danger of losing, but it also never felt like the game was was completely put away because it never is with these guys,
1: yeah. Yeah, no, I'm you know, I'm trying to think because like the Buffalo one was the biggest contrast, right? I was there, and like when people watched it on TV, they were like, dramatic game, like you know, whatever. And I watched it, I was like, man, that's sloppy. It looks like two teams that have a lot of bad football luck, and one mm-hmm. of them just had to win. Um, not take away from Jefferson's catch or how they finished that game, but it was just. There was a huge contrast between what you saw on TV and and what was here. I think you probably got the tone right, and anyone could kind of watch it on TV. I mean, I guess, you know, kind of looking at the scoring sequences, I mean, the Giants kept it pretty close, right? It was 17-16, Vikings go up with that touchdown where they could have gone for two, and then the the Giants tied it, but it did – it felt, be- especially because like Hawkinson was wide open on that first. Mm-hmm. This is the thing, like Hawkinson broke a franchise record, 13 receptions. He had over 100 yards. He's kind of establishing himself as a number two. Patrick Peterson in the post game press conference referred to him as a receiver and had to correct himself being like, I know he's not a receiver. He's a tight end, but he's kind of a receiver. Um you know, the way he scored on that one and then kind of the conversely when he basically just stole a double team ball right mm-hmm. away to, you know, like that stuff gets buried because of all this stuff, but also because of those efforts like it did. It felt like they were in control until uh, the Giants tied it up late. Um, and I think it's in part because you're playing Daniel Jones. Like I did I had to look up that Hodges guy or whatever he kept on going <laughs> yeah, there. I'm like, yeah. that's like a sixth round pick who, like, I think mid season came over from Buffalo, I think, or something. Like, you know, like really, I kind of swint to look at some of the, you know, who are these players, you know, making plays on the Giants side. Um, but I think, you know, the truth is that's actually a compliment to Kevin O'Connell. You know, I think there's been times when he's looked brilliant. You think about how, you know, they beat New England after this terrible um, game against Dallas. Um, you know, there's been a hand, I think he handled Washington late really well. Like there's just a handful of spots where where he's looked pretty brilliant. But then there's also been some spots like, like look the Detroit game in Detroit, he got out coached. Right. And so yes. this is one I actually thought maybe they'd look out coached like, like that the giants could get ahead and they had to like, save themselves late this was more like it actually and granted because i've been conditioned by this team but like they felt in control to the end like even though the giants had momentum in the back of my head i was like this could go to overtime anything anything happen then like i was like it's not out of the realm of possibility that they still pull this off because now we believe in Kirk cousins with right. the two-minute drill and stuff so again they're warping reality um and uh, you know again that's why it's very hard to predict what this team could do but um I think that was a big one that people shouldn't forget is that I actually think Dayball is an incredible coach who is getting something out of nothing with this giants roster. Yes. And I thought, I thought O'Connell pretty in control this whole game. And, and so maybe that's the calluses they made all the year. Maybe that's a first year coach, you know, growing, you know, throughout the season. Maybe it's the fact that like TJ Hawkinson just bails him out and Justin Jefferson <laughs> just bails him out, you know, but whatever it is, uh, it, it is funny that a game with this score, um, Actually, pretty in control for the Vikings throughout most of it.
0: For sure. Before we cut the break, Tom, be honest. Mm-hmm. As Greg Joseph lines up for that 61 mm-hmm. yard field goal. One, describe what the scene was like inside <laughs> US Bank
1: Stadium. Was it a hush tone? And two, did you think he was going to make it? Didn't seem as anxious as I thought it would. I mean, it was quiet, but again, you're like quiet for the kicker. I think mm-hmm. part of it is he has an excuse there. You know, remember, he is coming off a totally game, like, Field goal. Um uh it, you know, again, it went to it would have been a tie otherwise which holy shit if that uh the Colts game ends like that you'd been like what <laughs> you know but like <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um he's been better recently I looked I think he missed an extra point against New England in week 12 and and he I think he last missed a field goal against Arizona you have to go that far back um he's been a little more but I think maybe there's less anxiety because um because of the circumstance you could have gone into overtime there wasn't expectations i thought he'd be short you know that was what i was kind of looking for um that's not taking away from actually i think he has leg strength his issue is like he doesn't hit the part of the ball you're supposed to hit like he'll there was one i can't remember which game he got blocked by someone's helmet um, and you're like, I was like, yes. how the hell does that happen? And, and Matt Daniels was like, yeah, if you just hit the meat of the ball, there's just not enough trajectory on it. Um, this was one where like, again, I didn't, I didn't look and it was like, they're fine. I was more, it was more like, I think the Vikings are fine because they've done enough in this game, even though again, it was one score. Like they probably should win in overtime. Um, and it's just what they've done all year. But yeah, I think, I think it wasn't as anxious because of the circumstances. And if anything, you know, they Matt Daniels calls, uh, Greg Joseph, uh, g money in some ways he's kind of playing with house money i know you don't want to go into overtime with the variability but like this isn't a do or die situation you know he he made something out of nothing with six sixty-one yard kick absolutely uh,
0: i did not think it was going to go in <laughs> until he kicked it and i was watching on the television and i it looked good right away and but i i agree with you tom i was like if he's going to miss it i think he's going to miss it short yeah. That thing just kept going and going and going, and I think the weird angle of watching it on television, like the way you knew it went through, was because Brian O'Neill just started jumping up and down like crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and you knew it went through. Then and then obviously the, the call is made, he, he makes it, and then they pan it on Greg Joseph. Uh, just a really cool moment for him too, because like you said, yeah, Minnesota's strange, re- strange relationship with kickers. Uh, people wanted him gone. Because rightfully so, like yeah, these extra points, yes, and it, people are like, this is going to cost the yeah. Vikings in an important situation. He could not make a fifty-yard field goal to save his life. But the, the you know the caveat, the other side of the coin on that is like, you're going to just go sign a kicker off the street who probably doesn't have a job right now because he's not that good. Yeah. Well, now Greg Joseph has completely flipped the narrative. Um, game-winning kicks in back-to-back weeks, franchise record sixty-one-yard field goal. All of it happening on Christmas Eve. Like Tom said, the Vikings ruined a Christmas miracle. More on this game when we come back. Um, There's a lot to unpack here. Um, We're just getting started here on Inside Purple and Gold.